Welcome back to the Diamond Niner Fans Podcast for the week of April 8th, 2019. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? And producer Brad. How's it going? All right. We appreciate you folks tuning in with us this week. We're honored uh, to just have you here. We're going to talk a little Charlotte 49ers baseball. Uh, Let's face it, folks. We're still in a tough patch here. Uh, The week got started off with a promising 5-2 victory at home against UNC Asheville. And then there was the weekend. Uh, The Niners were swept at home by conference foe FAU, 8-4, 10-6 on Saturday in 13 innings, and then 12-5 on Sunday. This leaves the Niners at 12-18-1 overall and 3-8-1 in conference USA play. So, we'll get all into that and unpack some of that stuff for you here in a minute. But first, very first, we have to do something from our corrections department. Kevin, last week I I made a mistake. It's the first time for everything, right? I make mistakes every week. But this is the one we're going to go back and correct this one. I mentioned that Harris yet wound up at third base in the final inning of Sunday's game at WKU. I also may or may not have said that that was probably the first time Harris had spent time at third or he had not spent much time at third. I don't know. I said it somehow. You said, and, you said he probably never played third base. But, uh, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like something I would say. Um, our elite research staff has done the legwork and corrected me. Uh, Harris indeed spent one year at Walter State Community College before joining the Niners where he was a first-team all-conference third baseman. So I kind of botched that one. I'm sorry. Well, I knew he was an athlete. I knew he probably played. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, we don't actually, we don't actually have a research staff, much less an elite research staff. It was it was Harris's dad, Charlie, told me that. So he corrected me. <laughs> he said, though, but he was very kind about it. He said, and honestly, he said, Nick, I don't, I, I don't expect you to have known that. That's not something, you know. And and I said, you're right. You're right, Charlie. That's not something I should have known. But why didn't Kevin know that? Yeah. That's, I blamed you. That's on me, man. That's on me. <laughs> it's I, on you because you didn't save me from myself. I tried. I said he's, he's an athlete. He probably you did. You played third base. Okay. So there's our correction. So, see, we can we – can, okay, I can laugh at myself because, well, I might as well. Because we're all laughing at you anyway. Is that true, Producer Brad? This sounds like it's going into some Adam Sandler territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all gonna laugh at you. All right. <laughs> let's get into the week. Let's 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 talk it. Let, let's talk it out. We we got some stuff to discuss, and maybe maybe it'll be therapeutic. Yeah. What, what, what do we what do we what do we want to say about this week of baseball, Kevin? Well, um, kind of similar to last week, you know, uh, we, we've had a key to week. Matt Brooks is his uh, his injury. Has been a key every week for us, um, whether or not he's going to pitch. But uh, I believe now he's he's doubtful to return the rest of the season. And, yeah, I uh, think we can we can take that item off the list. I, I don't, it, it's I don't know that we're going to see Matt again. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully, uh, I mean, he's pitching what in three games. Yeah, and three he, now. He DH'd in he DH'd in fourth game. <laughs> right. <laughs> he never got a plate appearance, but right. Um, um, I'm thinking if if he is out for the season, um, he could probably get a medical red shirt. I would I would assume, 
I know a few years ago, Corey Roberts, uh, I think he pitched in seven games. I went back and looked it up, and he, he got a red shirt. So, um, good thing about being a pitcher, you don't, especially a starting pitcher, you only appear in a few games. Right. As compared to the rest of the team. So, um, hopefully, uh, he gets, he gets healthy and, um, comes back, uh, yeah. stronger than ever next year if, if he, we don't see him again this year. So, um, yeah. something we'll have to deal with moving forward. Um, we've, uh, but that's why there's 35 roster spots, right? That's right. We've uh, we've had a uh, different rotation every week. Uh, about uh, I'm pretty sure we had a, a different starting rotation every week um, the, on the weekends. This week was no different. We uh, we put uh, Shanskowski on Friday. McGowan, he's been solid. Uh, he's been consistently starting on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pinkney, he's, he's he got another start on Sunday. Um, so another week, another uh, another different rotation for us. Maybe, maybe just silver lining here. Maybe with if 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 Matt's going to at least be out an extended period or potentially not back at all. If the if the if the coaching staff is just that that factor has been removed from the equation, maybe we can find a way to establish some consistency on the weekend with with a rotation. Now I think <clears throat> overall, looking at the weekend uh, overall uh, starting pitching wise, I think we. Did okay. Uh, thought we did better than last week. Um, Janskowski had a couple bad innings, but uh, did okay on on Friday. And then we had uh, McGowan. He he pitched well. Uh, first four innings, I think, didn't allow a run. Got yeah. got into some trouble in, the, in that fifth inning, but though. And uh, uh, but overall, pretty good start, I would say. And then Sunday, I mean, Pinkney had a no hitter going uh, into the fourth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'd say overall we did a little bit did. Took a step in the right direction, I would say, um, on on this weekend. Uh, we did. I, I would um, also throw in that I think we took a step up in competition this weekend as well. FAU sitting at the top of our conference, and uh, they're, oh, yeah. they're a really good ball team. They they beat Miami uh, on, during the week before they came up. Yeah. So I mean, overall, I mean, I do I do wear green tinted glasses a lot, but I thought this this weekend was better and more promising than than the, than the weeks past, and uh, um, something to build on. Uh, moving forward as far as especially as far as the pitching rotation and, and uh yeah some of the, the factors into the equation and you know it's it's kind of like well we've we've talked about it um we we, we kind of have these blow up innings um and and, and they've come in the middle lauren yeah. even talked about that in his post game on uh after sunday is is we we in the middle is where we we tend to things the wheels tend to fall off a little bit um Saturday, um, I mean, we went we went what thirteen innings on Saturday, um, and hung in. Had absolute chance to win that game, great chance to win that game. Um, Sunday, Pinckney, this is one of the sort of the injustices of baseball, you know, record keeping, right? Well, I mean, he he pitched well enough to to earn a W, and and you know he didn't get a W, and neither did we, <laughs> but. It, it was a heck of an outing. I mean, he was he was asked to go in there, and he had uh, last time we saw him, he had experienced a little bit of issue with uh, with the with his arm. It was wrist, I don't know exactly what the yeah, issue was. Yeah, starting road. Yeah, he um, and he went out there and did. I mean, he did a heck of a job on Sunday, and and then things kind of kind of went downhill from from there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, um, well, Saturday's game, for example, we were uh, right in that game. We had to. Had to lead. They came back, and then we took it. Then we bounced back and uh, jumped ahead. Uh, couldn't hold them off, but we extended the game. Um, Kobe Bruce had a pitch with five, five and a third innings. Yeah, and uh, extended that game. Uh, he, I think he just kind of 
hit his wall and um uh yeah couldn't hold on to that one so i mean winnable games uh saturday and sunday for sure in the end i mean what you what you're talking about is is we end up averaging we, we give up 10 runs a game over the weekend on average um 30 runs across the plate 22 of them earned this weekend so we had a few few issues where we let some unearned runs come across but we just we we got to we got to keep the other team from scoring <laughs> at the clip they're currently scoring it just you can't win a lot of games uh, at at giving up 10 runs a game yeah yep and um we we we, we kind of talked about the pitching aspects of it but we we've uh even last week we discussed our our offense sometimes we uh we leave like a lot of guys on base and uh mm-hmm. that 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 occurred again this weekend i know uh staff's doing a lot to try to try to break through that i know that we've we even tried a couple of squeeze plays this year this weekend mm-hmm. um trying to trying to break some stuff open but um uh overall um just couldn't get a timely hitting uh timely hits that we needed um yeah, the, the the stats on that is we we were out hit by two this weekend, forty five to forty three. Right, but we were outscored thirty to fifteen. Yeah, so left thirty guys, left thirty runners on base. Yeah, that's a lot, and I, I know we've left the bases loaded a couple of times, um, but um, it just yeah. comes down like even Lauren in the post game said he said the FAU they we out hit them, but they they got the crucial hits when they need them, and they made the crucial pitches when. They needed the crucial pitches yeah. to get out of get out of innings. Yeah, and, they uh, did. I mean, uh, they were they were there, um, and they're a good team. I mean, you can't you can't take anything take anything away from them. Yeah, they're leading, um, leading the conference now. And, yeah, uh, but but it's it is so the, uh, a word that we keep mentioning. It's just it's just frustrating. I know everybody out there's frustrated. I know the guys are frustrated because it's not like we're we're not it's not like we're not in them. Because we are, and and we're just not not getting over the hump, and you know, I mean, we were talking about this. We we're talking about this earlier with the uh, with the stats. Um, I, I went back and looked at last year's numbers. Right, um, last year we were giving up. We scored on average five point nine runs a game last year. Okay, so this year we're down to five point five. So the offense is the offense down. Yes, but. We're in that same sort of operating range. Uh, on the defensive side, we gave up 5.1, 5.1 runs a game, and that's gone to 6.5 this year to this point. Well, <clears throat> so it, it's just we're we're getting outscored on average by about a run a game. Um, we, we just got to find a way to one, – one of two things would be great if both, but either you come up with the timely hits and score more runs – or <laughs> you just don't need as many runs because you you keep them you know you send them back to the dugout right yeah so it's, so what you're saying what you're saying is we yes need, that's exactly what I'm saying we need to either either score more runs yes or either allow less runs no 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 actually no I disagree with you I'm saying we need to do both both all right that's my expert analysis all right you can't get that anywhere else folks that's right uh, you won't get it anywhere else I don't know. May, yeah, we're, we're we're doing the same thing you guys are out there, folks. We're we're just we're scratching our heads. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're we're just. Mm. Oh man, it, it's just it's. Well, I'll the life back. of a baseball fan. I, I, I'm trying to I try to accentuate the positives here, and I saw a lot of good things this weekend. I, I mean, 
obviously you can look at the box score and you can see the bad things, but yep. um, being out there watching it on the conference USA TV and, and all that, you can see, see the good things that are going on. And, uh, Oh, I mean, it's, it's not like we're just hopefully there's something to build on. Yeah, it's not like we're just not doing anything right. That's that's the furthest thing from the truth. But it's it's just not all coming together right now. And um, you know, you see some things. Uh, some guys are doing some things here and there um, that you can see the positives and 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 making progress. But um, we're gonna, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit. When we talk about the conference USA standings. We've we've got a tall task ahead of us. Yeah. All right. Speaking of situating the positives, let's talk about our let's talk about our hitter and pitcher of the week. Let's let's take a look at that, Kevin. All right. Um, much anticipated uh, this week. Hitters the hitter of the week. We had a few nominees. Um, <clears throat> once again, Todd Elwood. He was eight for nineteen on the week. Um, showing his speed uh, as of late. He's uh, beat out two infield singles. Uh, I mean, on Saturday. He's uh, a lot of fun to watch. If if he. If the ball bounces, he's probably going to beat it. I mean, seriously, it's and if it's the left side of the infield, if he hits a chopper to the left side of the infield, he's he's hard to get over there. (laughs) He is so quick out of the box; it's unbelievable. Yeah, yep. It's uh, especially coming from that left side. Yeah, he gets there. He got down the line in a hurry, but um, yeah, he had a pretty good week. once yeah. again, Carson Johnson uh, had a great week again. Um, eight for 19 on the week. Um, but this week, uh, he's going to be runner up to our <laughs> Diamond Niner fans hitter of the week, Dominic Camarada. Um, had a boy, had, Dom. Had a, had a couple Dom bombs. Um, two homers, uh, seven for 18 on the week, five ribbies, a double. Uh, he's now batting 326 on the year with six homers. Uh, 20 ribbies. So, congrats, Dom. Keep hitting those Dom bombs. We we would love to see it. And uh, that one, that that first one of the week he hit was just absolutely smashed. I mean, it yeah. was as a no doubter. I think he went over the chain link fence out there. The the Charlotte Charlotte the sign, thing, the Charlotte sign out there. Um, what what's what's so great about um, well. We always like to see our guys succeed, but Dom started off a little slow. He was he was kind of working on some things, maybe struggling a little bit very first of the season. But man, he has come on, and um, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, we're usually we're batting. We've been putting uh, Harris comes up in front of him, so we go like Harris three, Dom four, um, and that's that, that's a beautiful thing because they're they're right there in the heart of the order, and two guys that can can hurt you really bad. Yeah, and uh, Harris is getting some more pitches to see, and because uh, yeah. Dom's Dom's uh, heating up right now. Yeah, so. that, that's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, a couple other um, uh, shout outs here. Uh, Alec Roberts got his first collegiate hit on Sunday, um, and then Riley Cheek got his first collegiate RBI. Yeah, so a couple of freshmen getting their first this week. So congrats yeah. to those congrats guys. Congrats to those. Yeah. Um, we keep keep talking about the depth we have in the, in the in the on the on the roster this year, and we're seeing it um, still mixing and matching guys mm-hmm. um, where they fit in, and uh, it's good to see those guys contribute this weekend. Yeah, pretty cool to see those guys get some get some opportunities and get some experience because we're going to need them down the road for sure. Uh, pitcher of the week, pitcher of the week, um, a few candidates. Uh, I think we had. Um, uh, I mean, Herbert got his first start um, this mid during the midweek uh, against UNC Asheville. 
had a lot of a lot of guys throw that game. Um, that was kind of him getting a, a chance to go against his. I don't know if we want to call it his his hometown team, but his his that's that's the closest team to him. He's from Pisgah High, which is where young Tommy, who's in here with us, young Tommy went to Pisgah. Um, that's um that, that's one county over from Asheville, so he was kind of starting against the hometown team. Yeah, had, had a lot of good guys throw well on Saturday. We only allowed what two earned runs uh, to Asheville and got the big W. Um, uh, shout out, I mean Carson Pinkney. We mentioned him. He had. Uh, in addition to today's um, game, he had we had a no hitter going through the fourth. Um, he had another appearance in, re- in relief. I think it was um, against Asheville as well. Mm-hmm. Um, overall in the week, five point two innings pitched, three earned runs allowed. Um, uh, six had six Ks. Um, but the, we're going to give uh, once again back to back Diamond Niner fans uh, pitcher of the week, uh, Colby Bruce. Uh, he had two. Two appearances on the week, got a save. And we mentioned earlier he had that, oh, what, 5.1 innings during that game on Saturday. Kevin yeah. was in it. Yeah, he did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 5.1 innings in relief and going to 13 innings. Um, he allowed two run runs on the week, four Ks, and, uh, and he picked up a save on, on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, and I know Colby is, is anticipating taking over one of these chairs here on the show. But uh, for right now, Diamond Niners fan – World Headquarters has just determined that the work that Colby's doing on the mound is too important. So one of us gets to keep our seat, at least. I, I, yeah. Oh. I think I, I, Gooding was going to replace you, I think, and then Colby was going to replace me. So I get to keep my seat. I don't know what's going to happen to you, Kevin. But, oh. yeah, the brass told me that before we went on the air if you, tonight. If you keep making mistakes, then you <laughs> might be. Well, if I was going to get booted off this show for, for messing stuff up, it would have happened last season. Well. All I care about is there's somebody to talk. A warm body? Yeah. Okay. I, I get to keep my job. I understand I, the technology. Uh, well, you're the only, you are the only one here who actually knows what's going on. That's yeah. true. Producer so. Brad is the reason. So, that's that cool. You can hear us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so blame Brad. Blame producer Brad that you can hear us. <laughs> it's his fault. He put these microphones in front of us. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about something really cool here. Um, we, we did have with all the baseball, uh, at the Hayes this weekend, there was some other stuff going on. Uh, the 1979 team, our very first team had a, uh, had a reunion. Uh, and not only was the 1979 team there, they were honored on field before, uh, the game on Saturday. Um, but there was also a, uh, a reunion with some of the, the eighties teams, uh, held in conjunction. So, we had uh, we had the first coach uh, Gary Bartley there uh, from the 1979 team, and then the 80s guys. We had um, Coach Gary Robinson and some of his guys. Um, so there were former uh, there were there were baseball alumni and former coaches and staff all over the place on Saturday, uh, and it was it was really cool deal. Yeah, really cool. We got to meet quite a few folks, former players, and and we met both coaches. And uh, <clears throat> on Friday we had a really cool deal for us. I mean. I, I'm still uh, kind of buzzing about it. We got to um, yeah sit down and talk with Coach Gary Bartley on uh, Friday and uh, record his what, what not stories yeah memories memories his experiences. He, he didn't want to call stories, but uh, we got to sit down and, and record his his memories and experiences as talking about the birth of 49er baseball back in 1979 when uh, he was hired to start the program. Um, 
And we've got about what it was like an hour and fifteen minute conversation we have. Yeah, on, it was a little over Friday. an hour. I don't know what it ended up. It was definitely over an hour, but we were able to do it um, at the uh, at the Hayes. We did it in the Eric Walker Suite, and um, so first of all, thanks thanks to the baseball program, thanks to to um, Sean Fox and Lauren Hibbs, and um, on the the Charlotte baseball side, thanks to Mark Cologne who lined the whole thing up. Yeah, but it we was, got we. We did. If you're listening to this show, you're obviously a Charlotte baseball fan. But if you're if you are uh, a Charlotte baseball fan at all, or a Charlotte 49ers fan, whatever, you're going to want to hear this. It, it's it, the the great thing about what we did was you and I said very little. Yes, that's it's going to be the best <laughs> podcast we've ever put out because you and I speak. We we say so little. Three percent. Three percent of the the podcast is us speaking. So. It's going to be the best one yet, I promise you. And guys. Coach Bartley just killed it. Yeah, just killed it. the 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 memories that he shared, the the enthusiasm that he has still for the program and his guys, and um his his daughter was able to sit in on it, and they were Coach shared some really personal things, and. There were tears shed in the room. Yes. Not by me, mind you. There was some dust that got in my eye. I don't know how that happened. They need to clean the Eric Walker suite <laughs> or something. But but this it's one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it, it was it was great. Like I said, I'm still buzzing from it. Uh, I love I love the history of this university. Uh, I think a lot of it gets ignored sometimes, and uh, we don't celebrate our history as, as much as we should. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, sitting down and, and and learning and hearing about. Um, how this program was founded, how it was formed, and the first three three years of the the baseball program. Yeah, um, and if if you don't ever want to listen to this show again, we completely understand. But later this week, right? I think probably sometime this week, producer Brad. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably have it out by Friday. When when we drop later. this, if you don't ever listen to us again, like I said, we get it. But go listen to this; it'll be worth your time. It was it was fantastic. Um, just it's just just cool deal. Yeah, yeah, and it it touches not just 49er baseball history, just but the the, the city of Charlotte baseball history. Yeah, because um, at the time they shared that ballpark, Crockett Park, with the Charlotte O's, uh, interacted with them quite a bit. That we found out and learned. Um, so if you're a Charlotte baseball fan, city of Charlotte, uh, old school, you're gonna want to tune in because he's got some good story, not stories, experiences. He likes to say, yeah. Um, and uh what what a, it's just just great I, I know we're going on about it. just just listen to it it's so great <laughs> he he is uh, uh just a beautiful individual and was so great to spend time with he he it, it's just cool yeah and he had good, and humble yeah. i mean my gosh and, and would not accept credit for anything yeah even though he did i mean he's he's the father of the program and he he wouldn't even you know take credit for I mean just just great anyway just listen to it it'll be out this week promise you worth your time definitely and uh, yeah I can't wait to hear it um, yeah just yeah going through that it was it was kind of a whirlwind an hour and a half went by like it was nothing so yeah um, I know I know we're just going on about it folks but this was this was kind of the way we discussed it after it was over with I kept saying you know I'd say. Kevin, can you believe we got to do that? And you know, you know, a little while later, he was like, "I can't believe we did that." You know, it was just just cool. So listen to it; it'll be great. Um, 
You want to give us an update on where our Pro Niners are stacking up? They they got into action this week. Yeah, um, had opening day last week. Um, like I said, uh, Brett Netzer, he's up with Portland with the Sea Dogs, Double uh, A. Um, he's played at three games so far. I don't know if you want to read the stats, but he's uh, three for three for fourteen. He's mm-hmm. he's he's I think he's got a hit in every game, three game hit streak for him. So he's doing this thing up there in Portland. Um, it's like what was the opening day was forty degrees at game time. And uh, 20, yeah. 25, to 25 uh, mile per hour winds. So, oh, the, in the stands, the people were bundled up. You know, it was like with with everything: the big heavy coat yes. and the hat, and the, the like. The the baseball players were wearing like hoodies yeah. under their jerseys, <laughs> and yeah. the, the the yeah, the whole thing was crazy. It's optimal baseball weather. Oh okay. yeah. Um, T.J. Nicking, he's up in Double uh, A with Bowie. He's uh, is it Bowie or Bowie? I'm going with Bowie. <laughs> Um, he's played in he's played in two games out of their four. Uh, he's got uh, he's two for six with a run and an RBI. So um, he's doing his thing. He's wearing so he's doing something really cool. He's wearing yeah. number forty nine. That a boy, TJ. Um, so represent Niner Nation every day when he puts on the jersey. So that's, that's the coolest cool. thing ever. That is that is yeah. wearing number forty nine. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's doing doing good things. Um, uh, Zach Jarrett, he's in. Uh, Hi, Carolina League with Frederick. He's uh he's played in all four games so far, three for sixteen on the season. He scored twice or two runs, um. So he's he's getting into it there. Uh, Reese Hampton, um, <clears throat> he's played in in two games, two out of the four games so far, and he's uh, batting five hundred, three for six, scored a run, and stolen base. Um, but what's really cool, you put me onto this this year, uh, the MILB TV. Yeah, I ended up getting a subscription. So uh, a lot of times I have to watch nine or games at home on Comfort USA TV. So when I'm doing that, I watch it on the, the the iPad and I pull my phone out in my LBTV. I can watch the Pro Niners and the Niners, the current Niners. So that's from that that is, and it's a it's a phenomenal deal. We're they're not a sponsor, producer Brad, but we're we're just plugging them for free. Um, the MILB TV, you go in and it's it's typically forty nine ninety nine for the season. You can usually find I found a, a, the teams will pro, tweet out a, a promo code. You can always find like a ten dollar off promo code, and you get it for thirty nine ninety nine for the entire season. And you can see for as it relates to us, you can see every game Brett plays, every game TJ plays, home and away. Uh, I think you get uh, Zach's home game. No, no, it's not Zach's. Some of Zach's games you will get. They will be on the road, but Frederick doesn't do their yeah. home games. I haven't seen Zach yet. I have seen Reese. Reese has played on – Reese's uh, home games will be on there, and, and Zach's – some of Zach's road games. Yeah. I'm um, not sure about Lansing if they're on there yet, but Colton's um, – Lansing broadcast. When, if Colton, Colton can get back going again, Lansing does their home games. And if um, – if Josh could get like to to Charleston, some of the Sally League teams broadcast, but Charleston does all their home games. Yeah. So that would the, his Sally League destination would be Charleston, and you'd be able to see it. I mean, thirty nine ninety nine for the for the whole year. Yeah, and you can watch the Knights. You can watch. I mean, any AAA team, and they're doing them in HD this year. Yeah, it's that's pretty, new. Pretty sweet. So um, I've enjoyed that. Just uh, if I can't make it out to the Hayes, watching the Niners on the. CUSA TV and then uh, plugging in the MILB TV on the side. Oh, it's I mean, when you get into the summer, and you know there's never anything on TV when you get that that summer, you know, kind of dead period. And with an MILB subscription, I use my laptop and plug it into the TV. And I'll put our guys on 
you know, and in the evening is just from around the house and stuff like that. And it's, I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what technology can do. Right. Right. Producer yep. Brad. It's true. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed it in the first what week. Yeah. I'm looking forward to following them as, as we go forward. So, uh, enough plugging, enough plugging MILB TV for free. Um, <laughs> speaking of free plugs, it's time for our Charlotte 49ers grand slam club. Look at the week ahead. Which, by the way, I, I have news on that front, guys. Uh, I actually spoke to the all the the uh, athletic foundation staff was all out at the Hayes on Saturday, and and I talked to them about this, and and they said that we were okay to keep using it. Good deal, official. Hey, <laughs> our first sponsor. Still waiting on the check. <laughs> I've told you, though, this is this is who we give our checks to. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, we're. We're giving money to the Grand Slam Club. So. <laughs> oh, anyway. But they're giving back a lot more. Yeah. So uh, the Charlotte 49ers baseball team is proud to offer its fans a means of supporting the program directly through the Grand Slam Club. All contributions of the Grand Slam Club go directly back into the program. Members receive exclusive gear and access to special events. For more information, visit charlotte49ers.com or call 704-687-4950. We go officially sponsored. There we go. Hashtag official. All right, let's let's take a look at the week ahead. Um, I'm gonna start off here, Kevin, uh, talking about uh, Tuesday. Uh, the Niners are making the trip down to Columbia, so that's it's uh, about an hour and a half away. Make, making their trip down to Columbia to play SEC opponent South Carolina. That game's Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. So I mean, we'll have some people head down for that. Um, I've been trying to decide if I figure out if I can get away in time to get down there, but I'm kind of on the fence about that one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be able to get down there. Yeah. Um, and if you can't, it's is like, on, is on SEC. I, I believe yeah, it's on SEC, on the network. SEC network. You can stream that. So we plug someone else for free. Yeah, we're just plugging everybody. <laughs> the, the, the game <laughs> don't make that don't make that look, Brad. I know you. The Gamecocks are nineteen and thirteen, including thirteen and eight at home. I've thrown him off, folks. They are currently six and two in weekday action. They sit three and nine in conference play. They dropped two or three at Alabama this weekend. Uh, taking a look at them a little bit in their scouting report, uh, they're averaging about five and a half runs a game. They give up uh, just over uh, five point one runs a game. Kind of interesting looking at their breakdown. Uh, as a team, they're only hitting 242, and they've only got one guy hitting above 300. Uh, and that's their senior center fielder, TJ Hopkins. He's hitting 305. Uh, he's got eight homers and 29 RBI. So it, it's kind of interesting. Even though they don't have uh, their, their team batting average and they don't have a lot of guys um, hitting on average, that you know, hitting high average wise, they got three guys basically all right around, uh, right around 30 RBI. Which is pretty impressive for this this point of the season. Um, you got senior third baseman Jacob Olson. He's hitting two ninety six. He's hit twelve homers so far, twenty eight ribbies. And then you got redshirt sophomore catcher Luke Berryhill. He's hitting two seventy six, seven homers, and thirty RBI. So um, they're not overwhelmingly offensive, but it sounds like they take they take advantage of their opportunities, like we were talking about with with timely hitting. Right. Um, on the mound, uh, taking a look at them, they. Uh, so far this year, they have had sort of a weekday starter. Uh, that is freshman lefty Dylan Hartley. Um, he has started. He's been their their starter for it looks like for the entire season for weekday games, uh, including here in Charlotte last Tuesday against NC State. Um, his record's one and two in eleven appearances. 
he's got a 939 ERA through 23 innings pitched. Um, it's a little bit deceptive, though, Kevin. He uh, he's had two, basically two bad outings, including at BB&T Ballpark last week against State. I think he gave up five earned runs in his one inning. He started and gave up five and got pulled. Um, his very first collegiate start early in the season against Liberty kind of had a similar deal where he got beat up kind of bad. So, eh, his stats don't look that great, but when you dig in a little deeper, he's had um, he's had some nice uh, nice outings in between those those bookends. Two extremes. Out. Yeah, um, including the game before that, they actually lost – Two weeks ago, they lost to uh, North Carolina A&T down in Columbia. He started that game and did a good job, did a decent job, and then they, they lost it in the late innings. But I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you suppose will happen on Tuesday? Oh. See, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's one of the, one of the bookends that, in our favor. Maybe NC State, that, that blow-up inning against NC State destroyed his confidence. Hopefully so, and hopefully we can jump on him early. Yeah, so – Probably looking at this freshman uh, that that they've been using. The nothing scary necessarily about the offensive stats, but they do drive in. In some ways, I don't want to. I don't want to make any. I know we have a big audience down in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, they kind of remind me a little bit of us. A little bit, a actually. Bit. I mean, our our offensive. Our offensive stats are a little better than theirs, actually. But uh, when you look when you look at it, but um, I don't know. They've, they, the Gamecocks are kind of struggling with some inconsistency this year. I mean, they're sitting at three and nine in in the SEC, and I mean, you can just imagine how happy they are down there with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, they don't. They don't like that too much. They're though. pretty serious <clears throat> in Columbia. Yeah, they've uh, built themselves a minor league park down there, pretty much. And see, that's one of the things. I mean, I, I mean. You know I'm always down to see Niners baseball, right? But I I kind of like to visit that park too. Yeah, they're one of the. Uh, I mean, SEC is is uh, moving in the facilities arms race. They're moving pretty quickly, building huge, multi million dollar uh, baseball stadiums. So so they're one of the. I guess they were one of the, on the front end kind of. What was it? Five years ago they built that. Yeah, it was right after the right after the um right after the College World Series back right after back. the college, right after the title. Um, they built that, and um, so there's. Correct me if I'm wrong, and, and as we proved earlier, I can be we'll correct um, next week. Yeah, there'll be a correction on this next week. But they built two parks in Columbia, right? Because did the did the the, the fireflies, fireflies? Yep. They as a Sally League team, like the Intimidators. They moved from Savannah Sand. They were Savannah Sand Nats. They moved from Savannah to Columbia, South Carolina, and, and built, built a brand, brand new so ballpark. There, there's two essentially brand new. Minor league, Minor league ballparks, ballparks and um, in Columbia, and they use that one, uh, the Fireflies one for football too and stuff like that. It's multi-use facility, so well, like high school. Yeah, I think Friday so. night high school football kind of thing. Yeah, stuff like that. But um, I don't think they do that for the Gamecocks. No, no, <laughs> they they the Gamecocks have a a football stadium. Um, I think it holds a few people. Um, <laughs> I. I don't remember what the the numbers were on the as far as how much that stadium cost, but it was it was big and and we were talking about is it Mrs. is it is it Ole Miss that's building a minor league park right now that costs more than what the Knight Stadium did? Florida, Florida Gators. I think they're building a sixty million dollar stadium. And what BB and T was like fifty fifty six or something like that. Something like that. Uh, Mississippi State was pretty close to yeah. Knight Stadium. So crazy. Yeah, the arms race is getting crazy in college baseball, but. No, it could be good for college yeah. baseball. We'll see. 
So anyway, big matchup with the Gamecocks. Um, let's see what we can do. Uh, maybe maybe their freshman pitcher will have one of his bad outings, <laughs> and we could take it. We could jump on him early. And um, I, as far as who we're we're starting, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know where Dodie's going to go at this point. I don't know. We, well, we didn't we didn't see Shapinski this weekend, so maybe maybe he goes uh, Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, we that's a great point. We did not see Patrick Shapinski this weekend uh, in relief. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, won't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll be tuning in. Yeah. So um, we jump on that. We, we're going to go jump on South Carolina on Tuesday. Um and then all we have to do is is come home next weekend for what right now seems like a huge weekend series. Right. And uh, we got Bryce Owls are coming to town um, this weekend. Big weekend on campus in general. We got uh, got the spring game on Saturday uh, as well. So um, three-game series starting Friday, obviously. And uh, Saturday we have uh, our, our games at 6, but the spring game's at 4. Uh, hopefully a lot of a lot of folks will stick around after the spring game and uh, come on over to the Hayes and see us take on the Owls. But um, also uh, after that, after our baseball game on Saturday, we've got fireworks night. So that's always a big deal uh, on campus. So, uh, I mean, bring the kids out, have it. Spring game, Niner baseball, fireworks. Yeah, that'll be a, gonna be a fun day. Fun day at the Hayes. And fun will day Healy's first spring game. Yeah, yeah. People are excited. We're all excited about that. Yeah. Um, Let's take a look at Rice real quick. Um, obviously, they had a big uh, coaching change in the offseason. Um, uh, they're led by Matt, head coach Matt Braga. Uh, he took over from Wayne Graham, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame coach. Um, he was from Tennessee Tech. Uh, spent 15 seasons there. Um, uh, had a pretty good run his last season at, at, uh, at Tennessee Tech and got, got hired over to uh, to the Rice house. Uh, he's, he's having a little um, – he struggled a little bit out of the gate with, with his first Rice team, but they come in at fourteen to twenty on overall. Overall, um, they play always as always. They play a tough non-conference schedule. Uh, five and seven in our conference right now. Um, they lost two out of three to FIU um, at home this weekend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> coming up for them this week, they've got uh, Texas at a conference. Oh, is that all? They're they're going to Texas, um, and then they're heading to Charlotte for the weekend. Uh, they're sitting at seventh right now. Uh, one of the teams in front of us in the standings. So it'd be a big weekend for us, uh, uh, chasing them. Hopefully we can jump in front of them over and over these next three games, uh, big series, take that series, take the series this weekend and, uh, jump ahead of them in the standings for that, uh, trying to get that coveted, uh, spot in the tournament. And you know, the, the, the thing about it is, is, is Rice, um, it remains to be seen yet what, what's going to happen, but the, the, the trend under Graham the last handful of years was, was – and they always play a, a brutal non-conference schedule, and they have again this year, right? Um, and they would always kind of lay in the weeds for the first half of the season, take losses and even lose games in Conference USA. I mean, losing two out of three to FIU at home kind of, you know – that's that's a that's a little surprising, yeah. um, but at this point, uh, you're kind of wondering: Are they going to flip that switch again, like they have the last several years, and kind of come on strong? Um, they always seem to do it, but then again, those were Wayne, those were Wayne Graham's teams, right? Yeah, I mean the talent they've got a talent on the on the ball club. They've got some good players. Um, 
got good experienced players. Uh, they went, they made a deep run, like you said, last year into the conference tournament. Uh, came up a little bit short, but um, we can look at their stats here from from uh, from on the year. Um, they're averaging about six six point four runs a game, uh, batting two six two seventy six as a team. Um, they're led by uh, senior DH Andrew Dunlap. He's batting three nine three thirty. He's batting three thirty nine. Ten homers, forty two RBI. So he, that's their offensive leader. Um, on the other side of the ball, they uh, give up six point seven runs a game. Um, their Friday guy's a junior. I mean, he's a um, he gets a lot of publicity, uh, a lot of ink nationally. Junior writing Matt uh, Cantorino. Seems like he's been there about fifteen years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's three and four. He got a three and four record, three oh two ERA. Uh he's a Friday guy. Um very unorthodox uh wind up. But um went nine innings in their only win this weekend against FIU. So um definitely capable starter. Tough, tough, uh tough matchup on Friday for us. Uh they're they got a, on Saturday they got senior lefty Evan Kravitz. Uh he's two and two, five thirty six ERA. Um and then Sunday we'll see a senior righty, uh Jackson. I was waiting to see how you were going to say Jackson's last name. Um, starts with a P. Parth, Partha Sarathi. I don't know. Well, we'll see him. Parthan Sarathi. Well, we'll we'll see uh, Jackson P on Jackson. Uh, we'll see Jackson. He's three and five, <laughs> four fifty ERA on Sunday. So, um, like I said, big weekend on campus. Big Parthan Sarathi, I think. So, Parthan Sarathi. You no, know, it doesn't matter. His mom's probably listening. She'll let us know. No, That'll be know. another correction for us next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll lead off the show next week with yeah, that. We, we apologize. Um, big weekend on campus. Huge. Get your spring game tickets. Get your baseball tickets. Come tailgate. Come see some football. See some baseball. Then see some fireworks. It's uh, pretty simple. Why not? What's the number again to get tickets? Uh, tickets, you can get that at uh, 704-687-4949. Or packthemind49.com. Correct. So hit those guys up, get your tickets, come hang out all day on campus, and uh, it'll be a good time, I promise. Yeah. Um, and l- let's let's transition over. Let's talk about the league because I think that's going to – talking about the league is going to underscore why they need to come out this weekend. Yeah. This this is a big weekend. Um, in the midweek action, uh, Conference USA went 7-5, and five, so the league's now 122-111 and 111 overall in, out of conference. That's still good for 11th in Conference USA, or sorry, in Conference RPI, according to Warren Nolan. So the the league is, is dragging behind still where it's, its normal standards would be. I, I'm just not thinking that that's going to – that's just not going to – improve that much between now and the end of the season. We'll see, but we're running out of opportunities. Uh, the biggest win this week out of conference-wise was FAU took out Miami 6-4 uh, before coming up to Charlotte. Uh, and then Southern Miss uh, lost 15-6 at home to South Alabama. Um, no offense to South Alabama, but they were not happy about that game in Hattiesburg. Right. <laughs> They've, like, like they're up, and up again, down again season for Southern Miss uh, – have a big weekend, and then um, they're they're hard to figure out at this point. Yeah. I, I I browsed around a little bit on some of their uh, some of their online forums and stuff, and and because they they're serious about their baseball, folks. They're, they're imagine this they they have fans that like go online to talk about you know their baseball team. Crazy. <laughs> um, 
looking around here in the league this weekend, uh, Louisiana Tech sweeps uh, San Antonio. That was in Ruston. Middle Tennessee swept Western Kentucky, which I was not expecting. I did not see that. And the game was the, the series was in Murfreesboro, but I thought Western Kentucky was you know that's their big rival. They call that what 100 miles of hate, yeah. something like that. Yeah, in football um, at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they just hate each other across the board. We just um, hate everybody. They just, they just hate everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Middle Tennessee sweeps them at home. Uh, FIU got that two or three of rise, which was surprising in Houston. Um, Southern Miss uh, was not apparently too affected by that loss at home to uh, South Alabama because they swept Marshall down in Hattiesburg. And then UAB took two out of three from UAB in Birmingham. Uh, so here's the deal. Here's where we get down in the nitty-gritty. FAU sitting on top of the league at 11-1. and one. They're, I think it's safe to say they're for real. We got to go look at them. Southern Miss is a game back at 10-2. and two. I think they're also for real. Um, most importantly for what we're trying to do, um, eight teams make the Conference USA tournament. Okay. So right now we're sitting at three, eight and one, and we're a game and a half behind Rice and San Antonio for eighth. We're a game out. There's six series left. The good news is we're a game and a half out, six series left. So 18 games. The, we've got, Four teams, as it stands, basically four teams going for two spots. You've got us, Rice, UTSA, and FIU. We play all three of those, including Rice and UTSA at home. Okay? So, game and a half out, three teams, or four, we got three teams we're competing with for two spots. That makes this weekend a must. Yeah, we got. <clears throat> you got to get it. Got to jump in front of in front of Rice if you can. You got to uh, take care of home and um, take a chances on the road. So you're, you're going to need that. The, the last series of the year is is against uh, San Antonio here. Okay, if we're going to be if we're going to stay in the race here for Biloxi. We got to get two out of three this weekend. That that that's that's I, I don't I think that's pretty clear. I mean, the 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 big problem in our schedule right now as it sits is we still got to go to Hattiesburg. Yeah, and um, we've seen we've seen their up and down as well. So I uh, hope we catch them when we get down there. Catch them on a on a downswing, but um, guys, start this weekend. Yeah, or I mean, it's in our own hands. We can we can we can control our our destiny, so to speak. So. Um, like I said, big series this weekend, uh, packed to haze this weekend. Yeah, definitely need it. Got to have it. All right, folks, we're going to start wrapping this one up. Say it this way, hard times never last, and neither does this show. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. We love hearing from you folks. Feel free to reach out. We're on Twitter at Diamond9ERFans on Facebook with the Diamond Niners fans Facebook page. You can also email us at diamond9erfans at gmail.com. Or if you're old-fashioned like us, just say hi at the game. Look for this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on iTunes, Google's, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure to click subscribe. Kevin, another week in the books. Go Niners. All right, folks, we're out of time. Until next time, we will see you 
at the Hayes.